I'm Asan, and welcome to The Market, a brand new transfer podcast on the 9320 player. The way this is going to work is that we are going to try and do these every two weeks, and the idea in general will be to look right across Europe at the big leagues, at the big transfer talking points, and we'll try and approach it from two different angles. There will be the obvious who are people being linked to, but then we will try and take a little bit more of a statistical or economic approach as well and try and try and cover transfers from both sides, both just from a purely, is this going to happen? And then also, is this worth it financially? What characteristics does a player have? Um, we're going to have a little bit of a rotating cast for these podcasts over the uh, over the coming months uh, because we like new voices. So uh, I would like to introduce the first new voice on the market. That would be our friend Jason or Blue City Brain. Have I got that right from Twitter, Jace? Yeah, that's right, man. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Thank you. Looking Nervous? forward to this. It's going to be... A little bit, but, uh, you know, first time to do a podcast. <laughs> but I think it'll flow well. You know, we've, I think there's a lot to talk about in the city space right now. So definitely should flow, should flow really good. Now, obviously, people are going to be listening to your accent and going, wait, that dude doesn't sound like he's from Manchester. <laughs> so where are you right now, Jason? I am in Sydney, Australia. So, yeah, that you can that the, the accent you can hear is uh, Australian. Nice. Bit of an Aussie accent. Do you want to do you want to give us your Manchester City origin story very quickly? Um, yes, I've been watching football for about uh, twelve years, thirteen years now, something like that. Um, and being an Australian, um, you basically get the, the feeds. Um, you basically can watch any Premier League team. Um, and the the origin of me following Manchester City is a lot of my mates here actually go for all the other teams in in the Premier League. And I was the only one that goes for Manchester City. And that's how I fell in love with the team. And then from there, just kept going and going. And now they're basically, I'm, I'm basically obsessed with them. Um, and I tweet a lot about them. And I look at a lot of data and finance. And yeah, I've gone down a, a massive rabbit hole with Manchester City. That's for sure. I'll tell you that much. Yes, including indeed. visiting them in Manchester, in, including visiting them in Manchester in October as well. So excellent. Well, look, City will send you down a rabbit hole. They do. They do definitely have that tendency, and and that wasn't e- that isn't even exclusive to to when we <laughs> have been successful. Believe me, twenty years ago there were there were much deeper rabbit holes that you could uh, that you could disappear down when it comes to uh, it. when it comes to City. But look, we're here to talk transfers, and you know what. I expected January to be really quiet. I expected there to be almost no stories about City. And so originally when we discussed doing this pod, I suggested that maybe we focus on Chelsea and a little bit on Arsenal. And since I suggested that, um, things have got noisy in in the City sphere. And City have even signed a centre midfield player very, very quietly or very loudly, depending on, on which way you approach it. Um the first question I've got for you to kind of, as we begin to move this into transfers, is do you think the squad needs a refresh? And do you think there's anything in the notion that Klopp and Pep are struggling to get the maximum out of players because those a lot of those players have been hearing the same message for five or six years? Yeah, I, I think I think we have. And I think we do need a revamp. Um, and I think it's been a, a long time coming. And to be honest, when I think of the summer, the summer transfer window that just went past, 
Um, most of us were looking at that transfer window thinking, wow, what a transfer window that we've had. Um, you know, but I think what happened was we signed Erling Haaland and it kind of papered the cracks that were upcoming. And the cracks that were upcoming, I think, were the midfield. And, and I think this Peroni signing that we've just done now is an answer in a way to those, to those cracks. Mm. And the cracks that I'm talking about here are, you know, the two big major questions coming up for this transfer window, which is going to be the impending um, Gundogan contract renewal thing that's happening right now. You know, he's got to go Barcelona. That's what, that's, that's what they're saying. And then you've also got Bernardo Silva, who has been saying that he wants to leave for two years. And so to tie that with lost voices for Pep, I think he's lost in a way maybe Bernardo Silva to those, to, you know, hearing the same voice. He probably wants to leave now. So I feel like we thought that the transfer window that we just had was really, really good. Um, but now that we that we've seen what's happened, we kind of go, okay, we need a paper. We need to actually look at the midfield and how we're going to fix this. And I think what what we've done is this Peroni signing has done for us because for us the midfield, any any player that comes to City needs time, and we've seen it with Bernardo Silva. He was probably the last player we signed in midfield, right? Um, and he took a year to adapt to how we play. Um, and in a way, he was our David Silver replacement. We haven't done that yet. Like, we've got Gundogan that's going to go in the summer, most likely, like I've said. And if we lose Bernardo, then we suddenly we don't have a midfield. So Peroni is kind of that player that comes in and helps fill the gap, I think. And What sort of a player well, think- is he? Like, if for, for people who haven't gone to YouTube, for, you know, people who don't follow Argentinian football... Um, I don't think we. I don't think in football you can really get like for like replacement. So I don't think that, for example, yeah. you lose Bernardo Silva and the next guy you bring in is a clone of Bernardo Silva. I think players are different and they bring different attributes to to a position. So from what you know of Peroni, where does he fit? What kind of player is he? Yeah. So from from what I've seen and from what I've read about him and um, and I watched the, the the game the day, he seems like a, your deep lying midfielder type of player. Um, that likes to get forward as well. So I think he'll be good for that eight role. I think he's more of a box-to-box midfielder. I've seen people suggest that he's a defensive midfielder, but I don't think he'll ever be a defensive midfielder at Manchester City. Um, He's he's very, very young. Um, He's only 19 years old. I think he just turned 20. Um, And he does cover a lot of ground. So in that sense, he does fill the Bernardo need, where he does cover a lot of ground on the pitch. Um. He's left-footed, which which makes him kind of like a city signing, right? Um, and and he's very good dribbler, so he dribbles really really well. Um, and he does have a knack of he has the ability to score a goal. So for me, he fits in between that Gundogan and Bernardo uh, mold, right? So okay. he can yeah, because he, he can score a goal. So I think he does fit both roles. Um, but in saying all that, you know, he is coming from the Argentinian league. And we don't know how well he's going to adapt. But what it gives us is it gives us that six months to have a look at him, right? So if he comes in February, which is after the, the competition that he's in right now, if he comes in February, it gives us a few months to actually look at him, assess him, and then be able to make a you know a proper decision on him in the summer window. Mm. Okay. Whether okay. he needs to go on loan or you know, what we need to do there. Mm. Okay. So how do how does City approach the next 12 months. So if we if we kind of take the idea that bare minimum one of Gondo or Bernardo 
will leave. How many midfielders do you think City would need to sign in the summer? It's an interesting one, right? So, and it, you know, if we lose one of them, I think we're going to lose both. But I think, and it depends how Peroni works out over the next six months and if he's going to actually play a role next summer or next next season, sorry. Um, but I think we, at, a, at a minimum, you have to sign one. And then I think you need probably need to sign two. So, and, and then that's just to protect us, right? And and my main concern, and I think something that we, I feel like we failed in the transfer window is because now we've got um, a midfield issue that we that we potentially shouldn't have had. And if you look at Liverpool, what they did with their midfield, you know, they had the same thing where they wanted Tushimani and they didn't get that target. And then suddenly they go into this season and they're struggling in midfield, right? I don't want Manchester City to do the same thing that Liverpool did because you can see how terrible their season went because of it. Um, so I feel like for us, we definitely need one. And who that's two players are going to be, you know, the, the main the main target out there is obviously Jude Bellingham. Um, and we know how much that's going to cost. But I think we've got the capacity to go out and do a play like that. Uh, you know, Pep's called out the the team or the organization in a, in, a, in a way with this happy flower talk that we've had recently. And I think that starts from the, from the organization top down. And I feel like it could be a message to Cheeky, but I know he's got a, he's got a good relationship with Soriano and Cheeky, but I feel like he could be hinting, you know, that, you know, stop penny pinching in the market. I you know, don't think, a- I think we have to be careful about, mm. uh, about assuming that Guardiola, Soriano, and Bagaristain all, you know, sleep in the same bed once a week and 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 are best, best, best friends. Um, yeah. I know Guardiola in the past has had big um, disagreements with Soriano regarding transfers and regarding the lack of speed at which City operate and move sometimes. So this is just my opinion, but my opinion as it stands is that a lot of the team selections that we're seeing and a lot of, or some of the comments that we're seeing from Guardiola are basically a message to the board that I'm not happy. I think when Rico Lewis and Laporte and Ake are your fullbacks um, and Cancelo, Walker, Bernardo find themselves on the bench, there is definitely a message being sent there. That's not, that's not a manager who is happy with the options that he's got, in my opinion. Hundred percent, I hundred percent agree on that, and and that's why I feel like we missed that beat in that in the last window. You know, we we should have. Signed. And you look at you know one of the one of the options that we could look at for next summer in uh, Enzo Fernandez, right? And the reasoning that we gave, you know, I think one of our directors spoke about it recently, and one of the reasons they gave was, oh, we couldn't, we, maybe we couldn't have given the minutes to Enzo. So that's why we didn't want to go sign him. And I look at it and go, really? You know, we had three, you know, you've got five midfielders. You put, you took McAtee out on loan. Phil Foden and, and Palmer don't play midfield. You know, Neither not that often. Grealish. Neither does Grealish. So, and that makes me confused with the Grealish signing, which we'll, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but so like, why didn't we do that signing? And I feel like Peroni, the Peroni signing right now is like kind of a makeup for that. It's like, oh, we kind of screwed mm. up last summer without getting a midfielder. How about we go get, go get the next best Argentinian midfielder and slot him in and see how that works for us for the next six months so we can make a better decision and while still making a shrewd signing in the January transfer window. So I feel like, you know, I'm harping on it a lot, but I feel like we did miss a beat and I 100% agree with you. Pep definitely sent a, is sending a message right now. Mm. So if we, 
if we look at City, obviously Peroni comes in, right? I think the 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 three names that I feel and I like the you've you've thrown a spanner into the uh into the notes, and I really like the spanner that you've thrown into the notes. So the three obvious names in centre midfield for this summer are Bellingham, uh Alexis McAllister, and Enzo Fernandez. And then you've thrown Mason Mount in there as a as a kind of spanner, which I really like <laughs> because ultimately he does have a contract issue. He's English, he's young, he absolutely can play technically in the way that City wants to play. I would argue that he's got the engine um, that you need for the kind of the high intensity game that we like to play. So I think that, that I think that's an interesting option. Um, if you look at, if you were to look at those four, right? How do they compare to each other? Putting Peroni aside for a minute, Bellingham, McAllister, Fernandez and Mount for me, we're talking about players who have different profiles. Um, but in terms of their game, who's the most suited to what we would lose with Gundo and Bernardo? Ooh. So, and this goes back to what you said earlier, right? You can't replace player for player. No, absolutely. Right. So I think to fit for our team, um, you know, profile, age, um, and what they give to the team, you know, going forward and going backwards. I think Bellingham's the natural answer, right? He's English. He would fit in like a glove in that box-to-box midfielder. He has a knack for goals, which I feel like would replace Gundogan's goals. So, you know, we do rely on Gundogan to score some key goals for us. And I think Bellingham can provide that for us. Um, and Bellingham has amazing ball retention, amazing dribbling. Um, so I feel like he's the most natural signing. But I also feel like he might be the most difficult signing, um, just with the interest that that's going on for him right now. You know, you've got a whole media campaign happening with Liverpool right now for him. I think Steven Gerrard's meeting with him right now, so there's there's all that happening. So I feel like he's the most natural fit. Um, but I actually really like McAllister. I actually mm-hmm. really really like him. I feel like he is he's so dynamic in midfield, and he goes forward, he goes back, fantastic engine, has a knack for goals, ball retention, defensive ability. And, and and I think people underrate him a little bit because of, you know, he's in the Premier League um, and people have that tendency to, to ignore Premier League players and like to go for the play that's not in the Premier League because they don't watch as often. But I feel like McAllister would fit fantastic into our team right now. Um, Enzo, I'd, li- I'd like him as well, but I feel like we missed that boat. I feel mm-hmm. like we should have signed him last summer. And, yeah. and just on that basis, I can't see City going back for him, going to Benfica and saying he's 120 million, what they're asking for, because then they'll get it from Chelsea. So I just can't see I can't see City going for him at all, but he he would also fit. He's very similar to McAllister, you know, goes back and forward. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's Bellingham first, and then McAllister second. Um, but I do I think if we do end up with McAllister, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with that midfield option. Thanks for listening to the first fifteen minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more. Go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.